0: what our heritage was we can be born again into that a new family and that our father who uh, is in heaven he is there for us everywhere we go and he is always listening and he's such a loving father Um, so we call each other brother and sister because we have the same father we've been born and we're in the same family if you've noticed that we're we always say brother this sister that because we have the same father, we're in the same, we're, we are like family, and that makes us family. So, as family, like I said, the thing that unites us is doing the will of our father, being led of the spirit, being born into that same family. Now, uh, with that being said, our thoughts and actions toward the church, or you and I, should be like like family. I mean, does that make sense? If, if we are all a part of this new uh, family that we've been adopted into, our, our actions and our, our thoughts toward one another should be like that of family. That means looking out for, protecting, helping one another. Although we should do this in the whole world, specifically here in our family. You're my brother. You're my sister. So take me by the hand. You ever heard that song? Together we will work until he comes. There's something about that. There's something about being in the family. There's a sense of closeness. You know that no matter what, we have this thing in common. We've, been, we've come through the same things. We've had the similar experience. We've been through some of the same kinds of trials and, and, and situations. We've been through that mess. There's some things that Christians know that other people don't know because we're, we're Christians. We're, there's some things that we've sacrificed. We have this thing in, in common. And we have that same bloodline flowing through us. Amen? So with that in mind, you know, I want to look out for my brother and my sister. And I would hope my brother and my sister would look out for me because we need each other. I mean, there's a lot going on in this world. There's all kinds of a mess that's happening out there. But we're a family. And and here, it should be a safe place, right? It should be a safe place. Even if we're not in the building, we should know that we got family out there that cares about us. Because if nothing else... I mean, the the world might not understand exactly what it's like to go through some of the things that you and I go through because we go and we confide in other people, but they don't know exactly what it's like because... See, in our family, we have a a different set of standards. Our father has set some things that are meant to keep us safe. And we know that I got to follow what my my father is is wanting me to do because I want to please him and I want to be right with him. And so when we go into the world and and when we try to confide in other people, it's not the same. We understand that when the family, we have this commonality. We know what's expected of us. We want to please our father and, and other people who are not in this family might not understand. So we need to be a support. We need to care. And we need to think about one another. Now, sometimes it comes up. Well, what if my uh, my sibling or my brother or my sister, um, if they're not being perfect, or they're not doing the will of the Father, at least according to our look to our own eyes? For example, maybe somebody uh, in our our church, or or whatever. Maybe they're not living up to your standards of how a certain ministry should be. What if our brother and our sister, maybe they're not living up, or maybe they're not exactly acting like you think a a brother and a sister should act like. And sometimes that happens, right? Anybody ever seen that? Well, here's the thing. You and I, we can't see their heart. You know, I'm thankful that I'm not the, the judge because God sees their heart. And a lot of times we don't have all the pieces for what's going on in their life. The Father, he knows. He knows what's going on. And so when we look at our, our brothers and sisters, we're supposed to love one another. And we, we don't have to jump to conclusions. We don't have to take that upon ourselves to, uh, to judge. Because we don't have all the pieces of their life's puzzle. If they've been born again and they're a member of the church and and they're they're family. We're both from the same uh, seed of Abraham, the same blood of Jesus Christ has been applied to our lives. They listen, they go, they're going through some things and 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 we go through some things. That's not our job to, to do that. We're supposed to love them. Amen. The the world has all of the, the anger and the gossip and, and the envy and, and the pride and all that down. They, the world has, we see enough of that outside of the church. You know, it's easy for us to look at other people in, our, in, in the church, in the body, or not even necessarily in the church, but just in other areas in, in the body uh, of Jesus Christ, those who have been born again. It's, there, there's all kinds of stuff going on, and we, you might see that, but the world is full of that. We're supposed to be holy and separate and set apart, and we should be a, a, a place, a safe place for our brothers and our sisters, we shouldn't have to come to church and face all of that mess from one another. Because, regardless of that, we, we have this similar, we have this common uh, struggle. And we're trying to make it in this world. And we're having to fight the same kinds of fights. And we got to love one another because there's nothing like family. We need family, amen? We need the church. I need people to, I need to know that you, you care about me because I care about you. And the same kinds of things, brothers and, and sisters in this. We have the same father. Amen. And it's true. We go I mean, you go out there and and the workplace or at school or wherever you go, there's it's so easy. You hear it all the time, the gossip and and and, and envy and pride and all that. The, the world has that. That's just easy to do. But I mean, I know there's some things that when it's my brother or my sister, there's something, hey, I'm not going there because I love them. I mean, my my physical family, there's some things I'm going to protect them. If I even hear other people talking about my brother, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. That's my brother and my sister. And I, I'm, I'm looking out for their best interest because, listen, man, they don't know. The world does not know what they've gone through because I love, they're my brother. They're my sister. And we need to be there for one another because the world surely is not there. And, and it's hard enough to go through this alone. We're not meant to go through this alone. We are meant to be in a, a part of the body. We need one another. We can't go through this alone, amen? So the world is is full of that. It's got that down pat. We're family. Now, on the same token, on the same part, yes, we are family, but unfortunately, like families, most families, um, and, you know, we should be there for one another, but unfortunately, um, families can consist of flawed people, flawed individuals, Right? Uh, sometimes people make mistakes and mess up. Um, And if we look at it, it's written all throughout the Bible several times that there is none that doeth good, no, not one. We, We all, we're not perfect. We sometimes have this propensity to fail people, to mess up, to hurt one another. It happens. Unfortunately, people will let us down. They'll hurt our feelings. They'll talk bad about us. They'll sell us out. They'll cheat on us. They'll lie to us and about us. They'll forsake us, sometimes even our own family. And you know what that's like if you've ever been through anything like that in your own family. And that hurts. But that doesn't give us a right to retaliate, to hold unforgiveness, to harbor sin in our heart. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay it, saith the Lord. Amen. Those are hard hard things to think about because anybody ever been hurt before, lied to, told on, cheated on, sold out? Anybody ever been like? It's hard to face that. Can you turn that up a little bit? Thank you. So. It hurts when those things happen to us, right? I mean, it's, I feel like my brother back there, he just, he's trying to mess up my message. You know, and, and I want to yell at him, but I'm not. Because I love him and I know that something probably happened back there. <laughs> Vance, man. So, it's not our job to get back. It's not our job. We have to maintain something here. We are Christians, we're in this together. Yes, we are family, but we at the end of the day are representing by ourselves, ourselves. We're standing before God by ourselves. So it is not our role to mess up our heart by lashing out and retaliating in a way because the Lord is good, he is just, he can take care of that, amen? It's easy to say, it's harder to do. Uh, It's not our job to get back at someone who has done us wrong. God sees all and knows where they, the perpetrator, the person who's hurt you, he knows where they're at. He knows what they're going through. He knows the kinds of things that they need to be taken care of. Now, obviously, sometimes our brothers and our sisters hurt our feelings, but we don't necessarily want to destroy them, right? Sometimes we just want to get back at them. But sometimes our getting back at them can destroy them. God knows what they need better than we do. He knows how to correct. He knows how to chasten his children. He knows how to take care of his children, right? Uh, and here's the thing. They will pay. And I don't say that vengefully. They they, they will pay if, if they don't repent. If not now, in eternity. Because, listen, it's a it's a heart issue. And I'm not saying this to, you know, give us permission to like, oh, yeah, God's going to take them out, you know. and That's not at all. But the consequences of sin, if you look at it, brings forth death. And, and sometimes we need, when we sit, step back and look at the situation, and yeah, we could do stuff, but we're not going to come close to what God can do, to what God will do, how God can get their attention. So sometimes we want to own it and correct it when we can't. You can't mess with their heart. You can't dig yourself in there. You can't, as much as we want to change things, we can't do that. God can do that. And God can do it in a way, chasten and correct and help them. He can do it in a way better than we could ever imagine. Amen? <clears throat> we read in, in 2 Thessalonians uh, 1, verse 6 to 8, seeing it is uh, a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. I'm um, just paraphrasing you. Verse 8, in a flaming fire taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel. He, God, he knows how to take care of things, okay? Uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will or obeys doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. So as much as we might want to correct and do these things and, and harbor this in our heart and, and cor- correct and fix and all that, God's the one that does that. He knows it at the end. He knows the, the fake, fakeness, the facade that we will put on and, uh, and yet harbor all of these things in our heart. He sees that. And not everyone that that calls me Lord is going to make it into heaven. He knows how to correct and how to chasten his children. So it's not our job to harbor uh, uh, or to retaliate, to hold unforgiveness, to harbor sin in our heart. That's not our job. It is our job to have a clean and a pure heart before the Lord and obey him. Amen. That's, that's what our job is. Because at the end of the day, there's no argument, no fight, nothing that's worth my soul. Amen. I know that's it's easier to say, but if we step back and look at it, as much as somebody's doing wrong, for me to allow that to live in my heart, it's not worth it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 through 15 says, For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father, forgive your trespasses. This is a heart thing. We must keep a pure heart and forgive if we want forgiveness. And want to stand before God and hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. We must keep and maintain that a pure heart. Without sin. Without that that there's grudges. Without that hatred. Without that retaliation. Because if we want forgiveness, we need to give forgiveness. That's a hard thing. Oh, yeah, we can, I want God to forgive me, but yet we're walking around with garbage in our heart, and we will not share that forgiveness with anybody. And you think about that, what that does to our heart, how that is keeping us from the blessings that God actually has for you, has for us, the freedom to let go, to forgive So that we can allow forgiveness to sweep over us. Now. We want to hear that well done that good and faithful servant. Imagine if you now just kind of stepping back. Imagine if you were that person. And were in their position. Having to face God for that sin they committed against you. Imagine like for example we're mad at somebody who did something. Well here's the thing stepping back. They did you wrong. You know that. But imagine having to be in their situation, standing before God, having done that to you. I'm, like we said before, that's God; He's the judge. So I know that it's kind of takes some insight looking into the situation. But they're gonna they're gonna stand before God for what they've done to you. And so that, in a way, that kind of changes my mindset. You know, instead of uh, you know I want them to pay. You know, like wow, I, I kind of I feel I love that's that's my brother and my sister. That hurts. But they're going to have to stand before God. And I don't want to provoke them any more than they are. They're already damaged. Anyway. The way we treat our friends and our family can uh, affect our eternity. I know that, you know, that might not seem like a big deal. But the way that we treat our family, the way that we might harbor unforgiveness, the, the way that we might uh, hurt or let down or uh, do ill to our family can affect our eternity and it can affect their eternity it's a very important thing that we got going on because family can mess us up and family can help us I want to be a, this I want to be in a safe place I want to be in a family where I know they're going to love me they're going to care about me they're going to say hey look you messed up but guess what I love you hey I've messed up too come to find out I'm not perfect <laughs> you know oh look you did something hey guess what we've we've been you know instead of you know, I thought you should have done, you know, and, and out to attack because there's some people that do that. And, it's, and it's, it's sad because we need each other. You want to get hammered by the world? And, you, you know, we get that out there. But when we're in, 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 a, in the church, this is our family. It's a safe place. And, and let's say that maybe you've, you've been struggling with something. And, man, I want to come into a place that, where people are like they're going to come up next to you and be like, listen, brother, or sister, I, I've been there. You know, an encouragement, just keep walking. We got that same father. He loves us. He knows the things that, I know my father, and I know my father's will toward you. And man, he loves you. He's always loved you. And to h- carry each other along, because we got that same heritage, that same spirit living inside of us. We need to be there for our family. We need to love one another. Amen. <laughs> A principle to live by. You want grace? Share grace. You want mercy? Show mercy. You want forgiveness? Give forgiveness. That's powerful. There's something about love when you're able to put that into action. Walking and living by love. And you want somebody to show grace towards you? Well, then we got to share grace. We got to give people the benefit of the doubt. Because guess what? When no one's around you, you know the kind of garbage that you've gone through. You know the kind of things that you need from God. Amen? And I need grace. I need mercy. I need his forgiveness because without him, we're nothing. Amen? 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned or sincere love of the brethren. Seeing that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Loving one another with a pure heart fervently, that's so important, we need to love one another, obey the, the will of God, be there for one another, so even if people, including family, forsake you, or hurt you, forgive them and, and keep walking, because there's no fight that's worth our joy, and ultimately our soul, right, because in reality, if we, sometimes we want to fix things by trying to fight carnally, and even, even with things that go on in the outside of the world, we can't fight this carnally. If you want to continue to keep fighting it carnally, then good luck. You're not going to get anywhere, I'm sorry to say. I'll just tell you the, the end result. Because carnally being sinful, that just leads to death. That leads to more destruction. That holds us back from advancing, from, from knowing the Lord. That holds us back from growing in maturity in spiritual things and understanding the will of God. We want to keep growing. We got to keep walking. We got to forgive. We got to let love live through us, amen, in us and, and through us because I know a lot of times we, uh, you know, we, we want to fight for things, but it steals. Anybody ever had your kind of your joy stolen because you just kind of allow that to live inside of you, you know, that, that fight, that thing that you want to, and it's hard to get over. I'm not telling you it's easy. It's hard to get through. And sometimes there's a process. So I'm not telling you to just suck it up, buttercup. Brother Levine just said that. Anyway, I'm not telling you to just, you know, shake it off. Because sometimes it's very hard to get through certain things. But there are some things where we do have a choice that we can make. And I know that at the end of the day, when we're by ourselves, there is no thing that's worth our soul. There's no level of bitterness or unforgiveness with people in our family, people in, our, in the church, brothers and sisters, things that have done us wrong, stuff like that, that, that really we think that's them just destroying us, but in reality, if we don't let go and forgive and move and let God live through us, then we're hurting ourselves, amen? So many of us will put the blame on everyone else, and yet there are some things that we can do. Nobody can give you joy. Nobody can make you do things. There's some choices that we need to make. We can, uh, we can give people this power over us, is what we think. That, oh, they're responsible for ruining my life. And, and see, nobody wants me to uh, succeed in, in the church. Or nobody, everybody's out to get me. Nobody calls and invites me. nobody And you can hold all day and look for a bajillion reasons why nobody loves you. And you can, if you want negativity, you'll, you'll find it if you look for it. But if you realize who you are and how much God loves you, And how much we have the choice to allow God to sweep through us and his heart renew us. Because if we've been born again and we continue to put on the mind of Christ and allow his spirit to sweep over us, we can continue to be purified and we can continue to give him our heart and let him live in us and through us. Amen. That way we can love those, because the Bible talks about loving our enemy and and praying for our enemy, and how on earth can we do that? We can't do that in ourselves. We can't do that carnally. We have to let the Spirit of God move in and through us. So I like I said, there's no fight, it's it's worth our joy and our soul. Paul, who actually suffered many things in many different ways from many different angles, he, he dresses this in Philippians chapter four, verse eleven. Through thirteen. Verse eleven, Philippians four. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, I know how to be to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me whatever state he was in he learned to be content amen think about how the 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 kinds of things that he went through because some of the same people that he used to uh, grow up with and hung out with and he knew many of the the jews that wanted to kill him and all that and and they were all after him and, and and they were trying to shut him up and And they were hurting him and they were stoning him and they were trying to kill him and all of these things. And and he learned that through all of this process and through all of the things that whenever he went through good times and bad, when people were coming against him or forsaking him, when he had nothing to eat or drink, he had no place to sleep, when he was even having revival, he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It doesn't matter because... I am content. I know that my spirit has been renewed by the blood of the Lamb. I know that I am in this church. I know that God is working in and through me and that no matter what state I am, I can be content. Because guess what? Though the whole world hates me, I am loved by my Father. He cares about me. It doesn't matter what other people say. The one who is responsible for me, who has all things in his hand, loves me and is leading me. So it doesn't matter where he was at, what he was going through, he learned to be content. I mean, that's tough. I mean, that's something that I, I, I hope we all could uh, live up to. But he learned that when he was doing awesome things, great revival, he was content. When he had nothing, he was content. That's powerful. That's this, what do they call that, like homeostasis? That's just staying. this is solid. He was walking with God. He knew that even when his family hurt him, he could make it. His source of strength wasn't from people. And this is a big thing that a lot of people struggle with. His source of strength wasn't from hearing good job. You know, wow, you're doing such a good job. You're, you're really impacting the world, you know. His source of strength wasn't from people. It wasn't from how good or bad his, his friendships or his family were at church. His strength was from the Lord. His strength was from Jesus Christ. And I know that it's it's hard sometimes being a human being and and, and trying to be transformed by the renewing of our mind and allowing the spirit of God to live in and through us. It's, it's kind of a hard, you know, it can be difficult. Um, often the difficulty is because we just don't allow God to move in our life. We don't obey. We just kind of fight it. Oftentimes we just, we fight and we really are a lot of times responsible for our own neglect. It rains on the just and on the unjust. It, 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 sometimes it's bad, sometimes it's good. But you know what? With Jesus Christ, we can do all things. We can make it. Uh, Psalm chapter 119, verse 165. You've probably heard this scripture. Great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. When you know his word and are walking with him, Nothing can offend you. That's, I mean, I'm saying when you know his word and you know that when, you, when we're going through hard times, when we're going through struggles, when we're fighting with our family, when, when we feel rejected and upset, and if you've read his word and you, and you know who you are in his word and you know the direction that your father has given you. It's one thing. You and your brothers and your sisters could be walking somewhere and we've been instructed by our father it shouldn't matter what our brothers and sisters are saying about us or to us or, or maybe our other people in the world. But we've been given some direction from our Father. And our Father, who is in control, who is, has all things in his hands who has life and death in his hands, if he has given us direction, and we know that there's a right way, we have nothing to be afraid of. You have the authority of the Father living through you so that when you go out into this world and you have to overcome obstacles and, and struggles and, and situations, you know that you're gonna be all right because his hand is on you. He's His authority has been given to you. Your Father knows where you're at and he knows what you need, amen? So the church is our family, and we should be uh, treat, treated as such, or we should treat one another as such. Sometimes it's, it's difficult because people aren't fair. I'm just summarizing. But luckily and thankfully, God's the judge, and we don't have to try to be the judge. I know sometimes we, we want to own it, and we want to take upon it, but think about that. That's kind of dangerous, You want to judge that person, well, think about what you're opening yourself up to. You want to be the judge? Well, you know, if you want an unforgiveness, well, you're not going to get that forgiveness if you just don't allow, if you don't obey his word. God's the judge. We must be obedient to his word and maintain a pure heart. Even if it means forgiving that person you have a problem with. It's our job to maintain a pure heart. That's one of I mean it's kind of simply said, but if we're going to make it, we got to do the will of God, which is to love him first and to love people. And as we go through this life, we have to continue to be led from that same love. We can't do it without his love. In order to maintain a pure heart, we got to allow his love to work through us. We got to know first that our father loves us and he has given us the strength and the ability to make it and to love others. And so we must maintain a pure heart. It's vital, it's eternally vital. That means even when we get stoned and, and, and thrown under the bus, keeping that pure heart, forgiving those people who have a problem with you. Through the power and the spirit of God, we can overcome. We can overcome every obstacle, every situation it might not, here's the, the catch, it might not always end up exactly how you think it will. I know if anybody's ever been through family problems, um, I'm just saying in general, you, there's some things that you might think it's never going to be fixed. I mean, we've, maybe you've fought in a situation with a brother or a sister or whatever, and you're like, it's severed. I mean, I remember being in situations thinking that it's over, I have ruined you know, I've ruined a relationship. I have messed up my ministry. I remember one time I got in a fight with a sibling, and, and other people were over. And I was, I was younger, but I still was, you know, kind of in, in youth leadership. And I remember I'm like, I, I ruined it. You know, how's, how is this going to ever get better? You know, how am I going to ever get through this? And then I remember um, however many weeks or months later, God saying, hey, remember that thing that you were going through. Look at it now. Look how I brought you through this. Look how I helped you through this situation. And this happens all the time. You might think it's impossible to be able to get in a right relationship with that family or with somebody in the church or somebody in your life. You might think it's impossible. But if we continue to allow the Lord to move in our life, be led of the Spirit. Then it's going to be all right. He can blow your mind, Amen. If we could all stand, and let's go ahead and pray before we're dismissed. And let's let's be mindful, Lord. If there's anything in me in my heart towards a brother or a sister, let's let's try to make that known. And let's search within ourselves to see if there's anything that we need to let go of. In Jesus' name, Lord, all across this room, I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your forgiveness and your grace and your mercy that you've shown to us Lord, I pray that all across this room, you would help us, Father, to examine ourselves, to search within ourselves, Lord. If there are things that I need to get rid of, if there is unforgiveness in my heart, Lord, that I need to let go of, that I might be a good brother or sister to my family, that I might continue to show your will, to show the world who you are, to be a brother or a sister. To my family, I pray that right now in Jesus' name, help us to get a hold of your goodness. Help us to get a hold of your same spirit that we can walk in the newness of life and be there for one another. I thank you for what you're doing in this church, in this day, in this generation, for the lives that will be changed, for the city that will be reached, for the family that will be touched because of the renewing of our minds, because of the goodness of your spirit. I pray that in Jesus' name, every person in this room... Would leave change knowing that God, you love us and that you can help us be free. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus' name. Why don't we go and greet our brothers and sisters and tell them that you love them?